0: It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. Coronavirus restrictions are extended for at least two more weeks, but schools will have more leeway to hold in-person classes. Princess Margaret Hospital is hit by a Covid outbreak and two mainland lawyers who helped the families of 12 Hong Kongers arrested on the mainland are told they'll have their licences revoked. The government says social distancing measures will remain for at least two more weeks and are unlikely to be relaxed until the Lunar New Year, with the goal to completely eliminate any further COVID-19 cases here. Schools will mostly stay shut until after the New Year break, though authorities are giving institutions more leeway to hold limited in-person classes when deemed necessary. Violet Wong reports.
1: Health Chief Sophia Chan says the recent fall in coronavirus cases doesn't change the fact that COVID-19 is still actively being transmitted in the community. As such, all social distancing measures, including a gathering ban, dining restrictions and targeted business closures, will remain for at least a fortnight and likely until the Lunar New Year break.
2: People may be impatient and also fatigued, but unless and until we all work together in reducing people's flow I'm very worried that these clusters and these outbreaks uh, may continue.
1: In-person classes at kindergartens will remain suspended until the new year break, but primary and secondary schools, along with special schools and private tuition institutes, will be allowed to have a maximum of one-sixth of their students back on campus for half-day classes starting next week when deemed necessary. Respiratory diseases expert Lung chi chiu says the limited classes shouldn't be a problem.
0: As long as it's taken on a limited scale and with suitable control measure, additional risk to the community will be relatively small.
1: He also says if people are disciplined and avoid social gatherings, Hong Kong could ease some of its COVID restrictions by the Lunar New Year.
0: Meanwhile, health authorities have reported a COVID-19 outbreak at Princess Margaret Hospital, with dozens of patients and medical staff there being ordered into quarantine. Damon Pang reports.
3: Preliminary investigations show two patients and two medical workers had contracted the virus after a 66-year-old cancer patient who received treatment at a day ward at the hospital last Monday was later confirmed to have the disease. The hospital authority's chief executive, Tony Koh, said authorities are still trying to figure out how the disease spread. There's no specific high-risk procedure that has been conducted for that patient. And in general, the staff and patients are generally compliant with the infection control measures. He said some services at the hospital would be affected as investigations continue and anyone who has visited the ward will be required to undergo a test. Prominent microbiologist Jun Kwok Yong from the University of Hong Kong inspected the hospital and found no environmental contamination. He thinks the virus was probably passed on when a cancer patient took off her mask for a meal. The expert also says it would be a good idea to test all patients at day wards at public hospitals and consider isolating more patients as a precaution. Anyone who has fever, despite that they're on chemotherapy, which many of them would have fever, They need to be admitted to the isolation ward or the surveillance ward to ensure that just in case, just in case they really have COVID-19, the chance of it spreading to other patients or staff being minimized. This comes as authorities reported 53 new coronavirus cases, 43 infections were locally acquired,
0: six via unknown sources. Two mainland lawyers who have helped the families of 12 Hong Kongers arrested by the Guangdong Coast Guard in August have been told by the authorities their licences will be revoked. Priscilla Ng reports.
4: Lu Siwei from Sichuan and Ren Qianyu from Henan were both lawyers hired by families of the group, but they had been denied access to the defendants, who were believed to have been represented by lawyers appointed by the mainland authorities. Ministry of Justice officials in Sichuan and Henan issued separate letters to Mr. Lu and Mr. Ren, saying they had repeatedly made inappropriate remarks on the Internet, seriously damaged the image of the legal sector, and had an adverse impact on society. Authorities accused them of violating the relevant laws governing lawyers and said they have three days to request a hearing to argue their case. In a statement, the families of the 12 Hong Kongers thanked Mr. Lee and Mr. Rin for resisting the immense pressure from mainland authorities and providing them with help. They accused the mainland government of trying to create a chilling effect by threatening other human rights lawyers in the country so that they won't take up any high-profile cases.
0: You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. The commissioner overseeing covert surveillance operations by law enforcement agencies says he has no power to regulate investigations relating to national security. Azizul Sufiad told a press conference that while his role is to oversee the compliance of the interception and covert surveillance operations by law enforcement agencies... The law stipulates that the chief executive is responsible for approving covert operations in relation to national security. The commissioner was asked if he thinks he should be given the power to regulate their work. Insofar as national security is concerned, if that was also put onto my plate, the commissioner may well be overworked. Experience can be shared and uh, the powers that be have seen fit that there is a division of labour such that the national security is put onto the plate of someone else. A toxicologist has told the coroner's court looking into the death of university student Chelsea Locke there's no evidence the 22-year-old had been poisoned or exposed to tear gas before his apparent fall. Richard Pine reports. Chow Chi Lok sustained serious head injuries when he was found lying in a Chunquano
3: car park during the small hours of November 4 last year amid an anti-government protest. Dr. Chairman Lee, an expert witness, told the inquest that there wasn't any poisonous substance or medication which could have caused the student's death after examining his medical and post-mortem reports. He also said the various reports did not show that the student had been exposed to tear gas. Dr. Jai said when medical staff are tending to a person who's been affected by tear gas, they themselves are also likely to feel the effects of tear gas, such as experience eye pain or a runny nose. But the experts said no medical staff who had taken care of the 22-year-old at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital had reported showing those signs. He added that the firing of tear gas could emit a small amount of cyanide, but it is almost impossible that a person could die of poisoning after inhaling cyanide in tear
0: gas. The government is offering a new service to alert people whose cars are subject to a license plate search. The transport department says registered owners who sign up for the service would be informed via email, so they're aware their personal data has been disclosed to a third party. But the Journalists' Association says this policy would effectively tip off people who reporters are looking into and allow them to take steps against any unwanted media attention. Licence plate searches came into the spotlight in November when an RTHK investigative journalist, Bao Choi, was charged for allegedly violating traffic laws while looking up licence plates for a documentary on the Yunlong mob attacks. RTHK's English language current affairs programme, Backchat, has cancelled its annual Person of the Year contest, citing voting irregularities. Vicky Wong reports.
2: The vote for RTHK's Person of the Year is an annual feature of the morning Backchat programme, with listeners invited to choose who they think has been the most significant person of the past 12 months from a list of nominees. But in the first show of the new year, host Hugh Chiverton announced that the poll had been scrapped.
0: We have been monitoring the voting and decided that the voting has been, unfortunately, irregular. It's been, looks like it's been manipulated and therefore, instead of knocking certain people out or changing things around, we've decided to cancel the whole thing.
2: Contributors on the show also pressed for more information without any luck. There was some campaigning going on, but that was fair, isn't it?
3: It seems kind of bizarre that the thing is simply shut down.
2: Nominees for the award included figures who featured prominently during the coronavirus pandemic. Other figures included Chief Executive Carrie Lam, investor activist David Webb, and World War II veteran Peter Choi, who passed away last year. On Sunday, pro-Beijing newspaper Ta Kung Pao published an article criticizing the poll and the nominations of the Apple Daily newspaper and RTHK reporter Nabella Kosa, who has faced the wrath of the pro-Beijing camp for her tough questioning of government officials during the protests of 2019.
0: The government says its COVID-19 contact tracing app will record users' locations automatically in future, saving them the need to check in and check out of places they visit. The Deputy Chief Information Officer, Tony Wong, says they're studying how to implement this improvement to the Leave Home Safe app, which was launched in November to help authorities combat the pandemic. He assured people their data will only be stored on their phones and not on government servers. Francis Fong from the Information Technology Federation says he doesn't see much of a privacy issue, but the system may have its limitations.
3: This it is a clouded place, like in a shopping mall where there are many restaurants. When one user check in a location, he may find actually there are a few eye bacon in the effective range. So there will be a problem that the user may have to select manually which restaurant he's checking in.
0: Britain has become the first country in the world to start giving people the Oxford-AstraZeneca coronavirus vaccine in what the government hopes will be a pivotal moment in the fight against the pandemic. More than half a million doses will be administered in the coming days. The Health Secretary Matt Hancock said it would significantly increase Britain's chances of getting out of a difficult time. If the vaccine rollout is a national effort, so too there is now a national effort to keep people safe until that vaccine rollout works. It
3: means that all of us have got to act like we've got the virus, in case
0: we have it, to stop it spreading to others. That is the only way that we can control this. A British court has ruled against extraditing the WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange to the United States to face charges over the publication of thousands of classified military and diplomatic documents. The judge cited concerns for his mental health and the risk he might kill himself in an American prison. His fiancee, Stella Morris, hailed the decision as the first step towards justice.
4: We are pleased that the court has recognized the seriousness and inhumanity of what he has endured and what he faces. But let's not forget, the indictment in the U.S. has not been dropped. We are extremely concerned that the U.S. government has decided to appeal this decision. It continues to want to punish Julian and make him disappear into the deepest, darkest hole of the U.S. prison system for the rest of his life.
0: Finance news now. The plunge in retail sales eased significantly in November, with newly released figures showing the value of sales fell by just 4% year-on-year, year, compared to an 8.7% decline in October. Sales of consumer durable goods, especially electrical products, returned to growth. But medicines and cosmetics declined by more than 30%. The government expects the retail environment to remain challenging amid the halt in inbound tourism and the coronavirus situation. The Retail Management Association says a recent survey it conducted suggested a majority of local businesses are planning to close down at least a part of their business over the next few months. The group's chairman, Annie Yautser, says businesses will need a lot of help if they're to survive.
2: Over 58% of our respondents has reflected that they will close their shops, ranging from a low single digit to 20% of their shops. And this situation is really worrying. And I think it depends on whether the landlord will be willing to help, whether they will be willing to give us concessions, or they will be willing to give us a really low rent in order to continue the contract. But the thing is, especially in the tourist district, that we have zero tourists. And whether the border will be reopened, how soon that will be, and is still a big question. So we are still pessimistic.
0: To sport and in American football the Cleveland Browns have made the NFL playoffs 3 years after a winless season it also puts an end to the league's longest active postseason drought Adam Cheung rounds up the action on the final day of the season after being so bad for so long, the Cleveland Browns have
5: restored some respectability by making the playoffs for the first time since 2002. They clinched their place by beating the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-22 on the final day of the season. The Browns finished with 11 wins and 5 losses, their best record since 1994. They'll play the Steelers again next week in the wild card round. The Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens both clinched the playoffs on the final day and will face each other next week. The Indianapolis Colts took the seventh and final spot in the AFC and will face the second seed at Buffalo Bills. The Green Bay Packers finished number 1 in the NFC after they defeated the Chicago Bears 35-16. The Packers will enjoy a first-round bye. The Bears still made the playoffs by virtue of Arizona losing to the LA Rams. The Rams will visit the Seattle Seahawks next week while the Bears visit the New Orleans Saints. The Washington football team won the NFC East Division by beating the Philadelphia Eagles 20-14. to At 7-9, and Washington matched the worst-ever record for a division winner. They get to play at home next week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Adam Cheung reporting. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Coronavirus restrictions are extended for at least two more weeks, but schools will have more leeway to hold in-person classes. Princess Margaret Hospital is hit by a COVID outbreak. And two mainland lawyers who helped the families of 12 Hong Kongers arrested on the mainland are told they'll have their licences revoked. The news from RTHK. In our newsroom, thanks to Todd Harding.